Yo, yo, so, yo, what it do? Shout out to Dan, man. He loves himself some Lizzo. He was, he, he was just telling me how much he loves Lizzo just now. Go ahead, though. You can, you can introduce the pod. Hey, Lizzo, I want to interview you. I want to be with you. I'll take care of you. I'll take you to a cry. I'll take you to Tema. I'll take you to Kibi. Come full with a young brother. I'll take you to the Tizak. I like you and I want you. Chopper suit convos, we here. I'm your man, Dan, with the master plan. And I don't hang out with the Ku Klux Klan. And that's DJ 8-Ball, a.k.a. Jamal, a.k.a. Jada Kiss Jr. How's it going? Doing good, man. I'm feeling strong. <laughs> Whoa. I was weak these last few days. Man, you sound like a... You sound like the picture of 50 Cent sick in the hospital, man. That's what you sound like. <laughs> when he got that Oscar for that blockbuster movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Oscar Meyer. Yeah, Oscar Meyer. He didn't get a BT. It wasn't there. Didn't he have was... dreads in that movie, too? <laughs> yeah, I think he was a running back or something. I don't know. What he was, he was doing. doing a lot. <laughs> hey, but all that led to power, though, so. Yeah, hey, speaking of 50 Cent, great place to start it off because you were confused and I wasn't, you know, this weekend to Southern Rap Legends, Zero and Trade of Truth got in a little scuffle outside of a 50 Cent event. I think it was like a charity basketball event. And, you know, they were. You said I was confused and you weren't. You knew what was going on. Yeah, you know, they used to be a group, assholes by nature. Aren't they, they, are, aren't they cousins? Yeah, they say they're cousins. I don't know if it's black cousins or bl- blood cl- cousins. Who knows how much of a cousin they are to each other? But why were you confused by this? Because they're old and it's zero and traded truth. They shouldn't be fighting. The trade's been like at all the black power rallies and shit and Black Lives Matter stuff in the background lately. And zero seems like a easygoing fellow. The lucky pimp C isn't alive because I feel like he'll take his belt off and whoop both of them. Hey, man, he already had a song about people dissing each other back in the days and how they got to be together. But, hey, they say this is family business and you guys need to watch out because with me, I understand beef is forever. Just because we get older doesn't mean we're going to be cool. Beef is beef on site. What about the one-on-ones, though? What about the one-on-ones? The one-on-ones. One-on-ones, what year is this? Yeah, nigga, one-on-one. Don't jump me. Nah, nah, we're gonna, nah, we're gonna jump you. We're gonna nah. jump you. See, that's that weak shit. If y'all, if we got beef, let's man to man and go head up. Nah, yeah, beef is not about strength or weakness, it's about beating your opponent by any means necessary. And if nah. I have a new if I have a numerical advantage, I'm gonna take advantage of it. Why nah, not? I feel like if y'all were friends for a certain amount of time. You de- you deserve to go one on one if you got a real problem. Uh, you don't deserve nothing. You deserve to get beat up by my goons. But then, what if somebody <laughs> says, "I don't deserve to get jumped. I deserve to shoot y'all niggas." Then, hey, then, then, then they're gonna be the saying, game. "Then they're gonna be saying, oh, we got to be better than this.'" And, no, oh, no. Blah, blah. Who is who is we? No, you escalated. The gangsters aren't saying we got to be better than this. The civilians are saying that, not the people in the field. The people in the field are saying up the score. Make it high. Make the murder rate high. Put, put, put it up. So I think that's just whack that they jump zero. 
it's, it's it's good, you know. You know, he had to get touched up. Maybe he I mean, was I don't know. So, Maybe he yeah. deserved it. He could have did something he deserved it. So you yeah, never that's know. why I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm like, hey man, 50 cent ja rule, that beef is forever. There's a lot of beefs that are forever, but that's different just, though. They were never man. yeah, but the beefs, the beefs that are harder are the ones that you guys were friends and you fell out. It's easier to beef with someone you never liked. The beef that are more that's more intense are people that used to be friends and then they become enemies. So that beef is realer than oh I never liked you. So yeah, it's easier. But that's the difference. Family beefs all the time. They just happen to be two legendary rappers in their hometown, their home state, and it is what it is. But Trader Truth said I'm not gonna let nobody hurt or beat up zero. Zero said, hey, it was a misunderstanding. Whoop-de-whoop. So it seems like it's cool. It's going to die down. No one's going to lose their life from what it sounds like. So that's cool. I like old man beef like that. Just like we can talk about this one too. Freddie Gibbs and Benny the Butcher. You know, old man beef. Their beef started for no reason. Really. Freddie kept antagonizing. Well, I think uh, the beginning was... Benny the Butcher had an interview when someone asked him if it was possible he'll do a collab tape with Freddie Gibbs and he said that time has passed and that really hurt Freddie Gibbs feelings and then that's when he started you know talking about yeah the Griselda people they need because they've always been throwing competitive shots at each other Freddie Gibbs and Griselda and, you know, this time it escalated. He went to Dinosaur Barbecue and got touched up. I asked my man, Key, because he has ties, family ties to Buffalo. I'm like, hey, man, Dinosaur Barbecue, is that the play? He said, no, sir. <laughs> that, is, that is where the geekers and the out-of-towners go. Nobody from the city fools with Dinosaur Barbecue. So you, you were saying it's not good food. Yeah, it's not good food, and obviously, it's not a good place to get uh, protection because Freddie Gibbs got touched up. So you weren't saying like it's a, a spot, like it's dangerous to be there because because it's in the hood. You were just saying because the food's whack. Well, the hood is always dangerous, so you know when it, I think the whole, Buffalo, the whole thing is the hood. Yeah, I don't know. Honestly, uh, I heard I'll, that. I heard I'll the never go to. I don't think I'll ever go to Buffalo unless I'm paid to be there. So, or unless you go to Niagara Falls. I've been in Niagara Falls. We we walked through Buffalo. You didn't have to stop there. Yeah, I heard the whole place is the hood. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, hey, shout out to Freddie Gibbs. He's promoting his album. Finally, the rollout's beginning. Supposedly, there's a single in Moneybag Yo coming soon. Not looking forward to that. Oh, man. But, Why does everybody keep doing that? They keep grabbing because, Moneybag Yo for that Because shit. someone in the algorithm told him that he is the Southern rapper that, I guess, People not from the South really like, so that's who they use, you know? But this is the thing. Do you think their beef will turn violent? Because potentially it could. They're still threatening each other. They already did. Well, I'm talking about, like, bloodshed, more bloodshed, like guns, guns. Um, If Freddie tries to act big and bad and do something stupid and be where he's not supposed to be, I can see him getting shot. Well, I don't want to speak negatively. Yeah, we um, don't have to speak negatively, but he has been shot out, shot at allegedly by Jim Jones people back in the days. The DJ Academics told us that. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Then he get uh, packed out in Miami, too. 
<laughs> yeah, allegedly. Yeah, he's been losing a lot recently. Yeah, like he, I, like I, oh my, I just <laughs> he didn't. He never had to do none of this. Yeah, he I don't did understand it. He, why he thought he was so big and bad. I saw this. He, I said this. He got nominated he for. He got it's, nominated for a Grammy and thought he was Fifty Cent, but, but as soon but as then, he was dissing Jeezy, I was saying this because the way he was going at Jeezy was too much for me, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this nigga's talking too crazy." Like, who does this guy think he is to be saying this about Jeezy? Like, he's lucky Jeezy's a family man and doesn't care. I mean, about but Jeezy, Jeezy isn't the same. This is in two thousand five. Jeezy now pops locks at grocery stores. I'm just and saying, though, like he's Uncle Jeezy now. I, I, just, I'm in the club. Yeah, that's the Jeezy he's talking to. It now. was just weird though how he was going hard at Jeezy, calling him a bitch, and like the way he was saying it though. Like this was probably like <laughs> in 2013, 14, maybe when this was happening. I yeah, know that was, was when he first left. That's when he first left the label. Of course, he was going the hardest then. But that's the thing. When he started to get nominated for Grammys and having a song that people were using at protests and different stuff, that's when he started feeling himself, rightfully so. But the difference, like I said, he thought he was 50 Cent. The difference is that when 50 Cent was the man, he was the biggest rapper in the world and he could afford- And he has muscles. He could afford bulletproof cars, all the security, the best security money- I think Benny the Butcher is a better rapper than Freddie Gibbs. I, I, I think y'all niggas over or y'all overrate Freddie Gibbs to me. I personally like Freddie Gibbs more. He has more projects that I like. Uh, Benny the Butcher, Plugs I Met's a dope project, but that's an EP. I Other think than Benny, that, he hasn't done anything that's impressive. I think Freddie makes good music and good bodies of work. I can see why you could say that. He's more artsy. He's a little more creative in his craft, but his rap style to me is not better than Benny's. But I, I applaud him on his Midwest triplets and shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really, you know me, I don't like punchline rap. The only punchline rappers that I liked growing up was Lil Wayne and Paul Wall. And Cassidy. So, nah, I never liked him. Um, but <laughs> but that's the thing. So uh, New York punchline rapper isn't going to be cool to me in 2022 because I didn't like it in 2004. So that's all. Benny the Butcher is a good rapper, but it's just his style doesn't appease me. Yeah, I, I like, yeah, I like yeah. West Side Guns rhyme style more. Like Conway's a punchline rapper too. I don't listen to him. Uh, I like that's cool, why I like, that's why yeah. I like West Side Gun the most because he's more of a witty rhymer, a shit talker, and he has more glorious beats and really knows how to pick features and stuff. That's why I like West Side the most out of Griselda, but. With Freddie, yeah, he was feeling himself. What made him look, quote unquote, artsy was fooling with, you know, Mad Lib and Alchemist. But I also like the projects that he did, like the Freddie project where Kenny Beats did most of the joint. That's the one like, he looks like Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, I like You Only, you only uh, Live Twice. So he has good projects outside of the Alchemist and Mad Lib stuff. But that definitely catapulted him and made him look like an artsy rapper because as a kid, I always loved Mad Lib and Alchemist beats and wish they could have other rappers full with them. And hey, that can kind of segue into this. Uh, the album I've been listening to the past week, nonstop on rotation, is Alchemist's album with Rock Marciano, The Elephant Man's Bones. And now this album came out last Friday. If you're a Rock Marciano fan, you know he likes to put out music prior 
So the album has been out a couple weeks before on his own uh, website. You could buy it for like $40 and get a couple bonus tracks, special stuff. But yeah, this album is fire. Uh, Rock Marciano, if you guys aren't aware out there, he's a rapper from Long Island. He's been around since the late 90s, early 2000s. Used to be signed to Buster Rhymes. And in the last, you could say from uh, Mark Berg that came out in 2010, he rebuilt the underground New York wave that you hear with Griselda, even Freddie, all the underground street rappers that like to rap on no drums and loops. Dusty beats. I don't even, I wouldn't even call these dusty because these were more not classic. Even in a negative way. Not even not in a negative way. Yeah, but Dusty Beats and like Dusty Beats entails that like you know the sample doesn't sound as clean as crisp in this era it is because you know the technology yeah. back then they were using samplers that made it sound that way and mm-hmm. the machines but now with the computer you lose that feel but it's still dope like Rock Marciano I've heard about him for a long time but I never really liked his projects. Uh, but this album I love a lot because Alchemist, he expanded his sound, gives him a lot of jazzy loops, gives him some stuff that reminds me of uh, Return of the Mac, one of my favorite Alchemist projects he did with Prodigy back in the days. I like Rock Marciano's run-on sentence style. Does he rap with, uh, has he ever rapped with Smoke Dizzy? Uh, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, he is their dad, so... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Well, because they have similar tones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Let they just remind see. me of each other, kind of. Yeah, they have similar tones for sure. Um, yeah, they do have a song together on George Cush the Button, the sequel mm. to Smoke Dizzle's classic tape back in the days. He has a song on Fuckwittable featuring Rock Marciano. And Damo Genius, Genesis, the underground homie from Odd Future, produced by Pete Rock, hip hop, hip hop. Damn. Yeah, see? So uh, <laughs> shout hip-hop, out to hip-hop. that. Shout out to that project. That album is so good. I don't even know the names of the songs. I just play it from beginning to end. But uh, the features on it, it's not too many. There's a song called Big Daddy Kane that has crazy synths that goes. Uh, Action Bronson's on it. Ice T's on the uh, Ice T's on the song. He's like, you know, uh, yeah, talking on the beat, like talking about a story. It's basically like a story song that he's. You think he wants to put down a verse every now and then, but people won't let him. I I think he would be willing to put down a verse if he could find a groove. You know, he's older. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, older brothers, it takes a while to find the flow. Uh, Boldy James, of course, my brother, he's on Trillion Cuddy Kills It. Hold on, which one's the pimp one? Is that Rock Marciano or Boldy James? That's Rock Marciano. The pimp is back? That's Rock Marciano? Yeah. Oh, yeah Liquid, Boldy James is from Detroit. Yeah, Liquid Coke might be my favorite song. I like Think, Think Big, the outro's focused. Quantum Leap, yeah, this album is focused. So I haven't listened to J.I.D.'s album yet, but I will because I heard that it's really good. All I've been listening is to is Rock Marciano and Alchemist. Uh, what you been listening to, Jamal? <laughs> Why are you asking me this question? Because you know, I, I know you don't listen to that, so I gotta ask. So uh, what? What are? You, what do young people listen to? I'm old, so I don't listen to what young people listen to. Um, what I've been listening to, um, I've been listening to Numbers by Larry June. Um, 
spaceships on the blade um, oh yeah i still never finished i never got past track four on that i'll listen one day but... i've been listening to like uh um uh, money on my mind by lil wayne in birdman jr by lil wayne um okay now and a lot of uh 2019 uh um peasy and babyface ray and shit okay now uh you mentioned Lil Wayne. He had a standout verse on DJ Khaled's album. Did you listen to that? Did you uh, enjoy that? It was cool. His verse was cool. I liked how he called, said all these rappers are me and I'm the apex. And and that's all I remember. I don't remember what Jim Z said. I heard it like <laughs> once. I didn't, uh, I, I didn't think it was as cool as everyone else did, but I'm going to listen to it again just to see if I can get what he's saying. You know, he's he's on his... I gotta take a breath flow. You know, when people get old, they gotta take breath and shit. When they rap. <laughs> yeah, I don't hey, like man. that shit. Why do niggas when they get old, they gotta they gotta stop and speed it up and blah blah blah. And like they gotta catch like a breath. Like it's just because like because breath like, control. When you get older, your your lung capacity gets worse if you don't exercise. You should know that you're in was, the gym all the time. You take care of yourself when and you now we're we're podcasters. We're public speakers. You will notice the more you speak, your lung capacity isn't the same, but you're a healthy man. These other people, they like are- Gary Yeah, they're in their mid 40. Well, he's a nasty boy, allegedly. Uh, he was and, breathing hard, talking shit. Yeah, with a fitted head in bed, but uh, he's nasty. Uh, allegedly, him and Tiffany Haddish oh, yeah. are caught up in some child porn stuff. So yeah, let's leave that guy That's alone. crazy. Hollywood <laughs> is wild. <laughs> Ain't even Hollywood, it's just- people in california but uh what do you think about uh so you're telling me flow you feel like because i don't know if you remember we were supposed to do research on this we were supposed to study when do rappers like at what age does a rapper slow down their flow because you know i'm not a jay-z fan you're more knowledgeable about him than me when it comes to his songs lyrics and stuff but yeah but not after are you are you able after to american Gangsta, I'm not. And that's fine, but on American Gangster, did you notice his flow getting slower or older? Because some of that production was a little slower, you know, the 70s vibe. Nah, I didn't notice because he's always... I remember when I was, like, in second grade, me and my friends, we both had, like, older brothers, and we were both talking about, like, how Jay-Z's, like, a conversationalist. Of course, we didn't use that word back then. Like, he'd just be talking and shit. Like, we didn't really fuck with Jay-Z when we were young because... He just was talking and shit while like DMX was more enthusiastic and shit. So Jay-Z has always kind of had like a slow flow a little bit, but I can't say like on his Magna Carta, he was trying to do all kinds of shit. He wasn't really rapping slow on that. Um, yeah, but that was, you know, clap that was for him. a nigga with your clapping ass. <laughs> yeah, but that's exactly. So that plays a part of it. Does he slow down his flow because he's not trying to chase hits anymore? So he can just talk in a beat. And if you listen to, listen to how a lot of this production he's been rapping on recently is, especially on that J Electronica album. It's a lot of airy, spaced out beats, not a lot of drums because they follow in the Rock Marciano formula. So maybe when you don't have a drums, as we know, these musicians, some of them like to rap to a snare. Some of them like to rap to a bass line. So a lot of them like to rap to the drums. If there's no drums, then maybe that's when you get the spacey flow more. 
See, this is real rap nerd talk, but we got to get scientific. Oh, shit. I think we lost him. But I feel like Nas and his last few albums, he hasn't been really like, you know, I mean, he hasn't been rapping with a cane in his hand. You know, what I mean? he's been rapping like he's in shape and he's been even doing stuff that the youngsters do. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just. Uh, yeah, he's been taking care of himself. He's been in shape, man. He hasn't you been see, drinking as much Henny like he used to. I think the Henny is still in motion. But when he's ready to rap, I think he is trying to challenge himself because you could say the same as Nas. He has a conversational style. He doesn't have a powerful voice like a DMX or a Pac or a Biggie. He is more like a Jay-Z style of rhymer. The same, you know, Rakim is the dad of all that because a lot of people like to say that uh, Cool G Rap was a big influence on Nas, which he is, obviously. But that you can hear when big uh, when Cool G Rap uh, flowed, he had more pungent style. And you hear his style more like big pun. He's a heavy Cool G Rap kid. The multi-syllabic flow and it's, all the flow sounds like darts. But yeah, I mean, I feel like when you have a conversational style, like, is there a rapper like that today that has one? Because for me, kind of little Baby be having a conversational style. Sometimes, to me, he's drowning in the auto-tune. Yeah, he just be... He like on that... Talking to you for a second. <laughs> like on that song uh, on the Khaled album, Big Time, do you hear what he says? I don't remember that song. Yeah, you don't remember anything. Nothing memorable is <laughs> on the Khaled album. I like um, I, I like when Future said at the beginning of the song that he has a rainbow color protect because his girl's bisexual. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I kind of remember. Um, oh, I actually like the Lotto and City Girls sample. Yeah, well, then they sample my neck, my back, right? Nah, they sampled a, the one that Mr. Cheek sampled, Lights, Camera, Action. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I don't think City Girls was needed on there, but I didn't mind their little verse at the end. But Lotto killed that shit on her. <laughs> Why Lotto the verse gotta be little? Why they verse they, gotta be little? Because Lotto had two verses and they shared the last one. Yeah. And they are two people and they shared the last one. <laughs> Lotto did they try to go? On. Did they try to go back and forth like Jaden Styles? Yeah, but they didn't do bad though. It was cool. I liked I, that shit. Was cool. Is it bad that that's the one I remember? Oh yeah, the Dirk joint. The Dirk joint went. I like that song. And um, fam, good, we good. Uh, it was all right. But but uh, Roddy went off on the first Dirk joint though. You know how I'd be kind of like hating on Roddy a little bit. He went off on the yeah. joint. With Dirk. He went off. On yeah, the joint I don't know. I didn't. I didn't care about that. Um. The songs that I liked on it, um, yeah, you know me. I like the future Skilly songs. Bangs. Nah, I don't like that beat. Yeah. I wish I wish SZA would have made a real duet with Future instead of just repeating his his lyrics. Cause I like duets, and I wish duets happened more. Shout out to Nelly and Kelly Rowland, you know, dilemma masterpiece duet. We need more duets. Yeah, we, have, yeah, we haven't had a duet in a minute. Yeah, Future. Future made a great duet with Kelly Rowland as well. The Never End Remix. That's uh, love, love song with Rihanna. I mean, I love that song. Yeah, well, we how, how, come Drake, how come Drake hasn't given us a duet? Yeah, he has a duet. Uh, the title track with Rihanna, Take Care. And he has uh, a song with, uh, what's it called? He has, what's the Jonah More Life with, oh yeah. Get Together, one of those joints with Georgia Smith. That song goes. 
He has a song with Janae Aiko, I think, on Nothing Was the Same, About Time, something like that. That joint goes. So he makes good songs with ladies. But the most recent song, he had Yeba's Heartbreak on Certified Lover Boy, and he gave her her own interlude, and she killed it. So, I mean, yeah, I, I played was, that at the wedding I did. Yeah, and a shout out, he has a song with Thames, you know. Uh, what's that joint called? I think it's like Waterfalls or something on Certified Lover Boy as well. So, Drake does do songs with women still. Shout out, uh, you know, the song that he did with Future and Thames. I know that's not a real duet because it's a sample, but, you know, Drake be working with the ladies. I respect that. He needs yeah, to but, have a duet with Doja Cat. That'll be real smooth. So you didn't like the beat that the uh, dance hall people were on? No, nah, I don't want to hear them on trap beats. And if you're going to put them on trap beats, let Skilly Bang do be on a song with the young niggas, all right? I don't I don't want to hear Sizzla, Kalanja, and Capleton on that beat. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, when I heard the, I heard about like a minute of it, I was like, well, I definitely don't need this. They're not being saucy. They're not making people dance. He got some dance hall niggas to like spit. Not saying they can't spit, but like he want them to spit on like some New York shit. I was just like, I ain't on top of this. Yeah, I mean, hey, shout out to Skilly Bang. Shout out to Buju, Capleton, Bounty, Scissor. They all legends. Skilly Bang isn't a legend. Yeah, because it's a, he rapped on a sample. He's, he played his lane. He knew what he had to do and he killed it. He did. I think Jay-Z said he wants a remix or something. What do you uh, what do you think about the album? It's uh forgettable. Uh, like I said, um the Drake intro was useless. God did is a cool song, but uh, you know, I don't really like the beat. Uh what about use the Migos this, song. Eh, I wish the beat went to somebody else. Use this gospel remix. See, and this is why uh it's hard for me to evaluate producers. I actually think it's harder to evaluate producers than rappers. I don't know how you feel, but that Dr. Dre beat is poo. It's one of the worst beats ever by a, a legend. It, and that's why, like, if that's why I like to judge artists, producers, athletes by their peaks because this that beat is poo. And Alchemist in 2022 is a thousand times better as a producer than Dr. Dre, but I can't say the legacy of Dr. Dre has fallen because he makes wrestling beats in 2022. Like what's the last memorable Dr. Dre beat? Um, did he do something for Kendrick? What about the Compton song or something he did for Anderson Pack? maybe? <laughs> yeah. Hold on, why'd you say that was a Triple H beat? That beat sucks. Have you heard it? It sounds like Triple H is supposed to spit to that joint walking out. <laughs> <laughs> Spitting water. Yeah. Uh, Triple H never had the best entrance music. That's what I'm saying. That's why I called it the Triple H beat. You know how I'm a wrestling fan back in the day. Triple but, H. But that's the thing. Now, really, think about it. What's the last memorable Dr. Dre beat? You said, did he do something for Kendrick? Like, I love uh, myself or something like that? He, you know he didn't did he do, do that. that no. What about the Compton album? Didn't it have something that was like kind of being played a little bit? Not, not in my, not in my dimension. I don't know any of the songs. All I, I know just is, looked at the track list. All I know is how come Eminem thinks he has to. He used to never ever do that. Like on Renegade, he didn't do that. Yeah, Dr. Dre didn't make any beat on uh, 
No Kendrick Project. <laughs> on, on Renegade, Eminem was rapping with swag. How come he doesn't, like, he was so good back then, it didn't seem like he was trying. Now that it feels like he's trying, he's a worse rapper to me. Well, it's You know, I'm an Eminem fan, so yeah, it, but this kind of stuff gets thing. annoying when I hear this kind of shit, because I see why people make fun of his style all the time, because this shit that he does now is weird compared to what I like. Well, you know, he's sober, so he's more focused on the technical aspect of rhyming. He's not mm. trying to make the best song anymore. That's the thing. He's just trying to show people that he's a rapping robot. So I think that's why. And you've mentioned, we've talked about it. He's the rapper that wants to show, as I age, I can still rap fast. <laughs> he's not stumbling and mumbling and, and that's mumbling a white like rapper Busta Rhymes. Too. White rappers love rapping fast to show that they can rap. I think that's an Eminem thing. I think he started that because Paul Wall doesn't do that. Asher Roth doesn't do that. Alchemist and uh, what's his man? Uh, Evidence, they're white rappers that didn't work rap fast like that. Uh, MGK does it. Well, yeah, exactly. He's an Eminem baby. Midwest. Midwest yeah. yeah, Midwest rapping boys. So because you mentioned Freddie Gibbs, he's not he's not white, but he raps fast. He's from the Midwest. So I think that's the thing. It's certain people that do that. Cause I'm trying to even think of another white. Yeah, he the king of the white rappers right now. That boy takes his time. Jack Harlow's the king of the white rappers. Uh, even though I prefer Yeet. Yeah, Jack Harlow's the king of. Isn't Yeet uh, Spanish? Baskin Robbins. Nah, nah, he's a white Mexican and Romanian. Oh, true. That's that's a white man. And he tries to act like he's not from Oregon. I see you, boy. How come Navrash gets all those features? Because he's the brown boy from Rexdale. Oh, true. You need, you need to. I know you don't respect no gangster stuff outside of America because America <laughs> is the hardest, the hardest country in the world to you. But hey, no, that's not true. They res- yeah, they no, it is to you. You know, I get it. I respect UK thug thugs. You've never left shout this to, country, so shout when out to you SOS. Do, well, no, I'm. I, Never mind. You have left this country, but you haven't been to Europe yet. You haven't been to Canada yet. I know you will, but when you will, maybe you'll respect. I heard about those pimps that uh, whip wop Dame Dash. (laughs) Oh, in France? Yeah, I got some. I got family in Japan. I know what's going on. Oh yeah, well, Japan is a different place. You can't have no fun. Got Japanese cousins. You know what I'm saying? They never lived in the states. First cousins. That's what's up, Naomi Osaka All Stars. Basically, yeah, they never. Well, two of their younger brother and sister live in, are the only ones who live in the states, but all f- five of the rest of them never came over here. Only lived yeah. in. The- but what does that have to do with respecting the goons? Like I heard you. I were hear mad. about the goon stories. Yeah, but I heard you were mad that Jay Z shouted out gigs. You were pissed at that for some reason. Like that mattered in your world. I wasn't mad about that. I never. I've never heard of such a thing. All right. Whipping excursion. hey man i love uk rap whoa (laughs) why'd you say that you don't have to lie bro shout out to heady one oh lord this guy hates the uk somebody tell doja cat that i'm trying to indulge in that Uh, yeah i don't like central c i call him uh logic how can i be homophobic when my bitch is gay whoa do do rappers like saying that (laughs) and you know i fuck with skepta heavy and you know i fuck with lancy heavy uh, Skepta retired from rap, but that's he good. did. I know. 
Yeah, Lancey, God bless him. His his album is never coming out. When I met the girl from the UK, she was like, I know who he is, but I don't know his music. I only know him because of his girlfriend. Yeah, nobody rates his music over there. His girlfriend's like a model or something. So yeah, Lomi Anderson, shout out to you, boo. She's great. She has a uh athleisure line that a lot of ladies love. Even in America, yeah, they look scrumptious in it. And she's beautiful herself. So shout out to you. Is she black? Yeah. What do you mean? Don't don't ask Lancey those questions. He on one of his last tapes, he dissed a lot of rappers when he said your girl's not even black. Don't yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, Lancey's a man, a man of God, okay? So he follows the law. Dr. Umar would be proud of him. The Ugandan king himself. Yeah, yeah shout out to Marcus, uh, you know, one-fourth of the Champagne Soccer podcast. He was in the UK last year. He also talked to some young ladies. You know, they were feeling his Atlanta accent and swag. And he was telling them, yeah, I like a, a few UK artists, Hedy One, Whoopty Whoop. I like Lancey Foe. They said, who's that? So <laughs> they don't know him. So shout out what to Lancey. San, what is Santan doing out there? Huh? What is Santan doing out there? You know, he's their Kendrick Lamar. So he's going to drop in five years. So don't worry about him. What about Stormzy? I think he's another guy. He might drop in the next three years. Uh, you said that you talked to a young lady that said, she wishes their artists dropped more. And yeah, I would agree with that sentiment because if you see how frequently American artists, rappers drop, you would be mad if you are a UK rap fan. So I would understand that. Lancey drops, but you know, they don't care. They don't When's the last to time them. gigs drop? Uh, maybe like 2019. Damn. So they really all do this. Yeah. Oh, Is never it- mind. He had a tape that dropped in 2020. His last album was 2019. Is it is it not that expensive over there? So they don't have to drop that much? <laughs> Are they living good? Like, what's going on? Whoa, I think, yeah, I think they are more humble. They don't buy jewelry and shit? They do, but I don't think as much. They don't have to live a certain image to be rappers, I guess, compared to America. But that's the thing, too. There's thousands of rappers, but there's only a 1% that we pay attention to in the mainstream, you know, or the people that are bubbling in the underground. So I'd be seeing gigs with jewelry. I know he has nice cars. He'd be doing his thing. I know Skepta. He has money. He'd be doing his thing. All the Nike deals and different ads he has, they getting bread. Do they drive on the left side of the road? Yeah, Stormzy Stormzy gets big tours. So I know they eating over there. Dave, they love him around the world so i know they're eating but it's just they don't have to work as hard do they put you in know? the videos that they drive on the left side of the room <laughs> uh when i see uk videos i don't really see people driving yeah they need to start doing that they need to show off driving on the left side of the road that's like a stunt to me Man, i don't really think that's a stunt even though i think that shit is whack practice. yes because you're an american so you would think it's whack because it's not your norm they don't do it in G- germany uh, they do it in Germany. I saw it myself. They drive on the right side of the road in Germany. Yeah, and they also have places where you drive on the left side. Uh. Yeah. Uh, but so <laughs> we kind of went all over the place. How but... can I be homophobic and my bitch is gay? <laughs> well, you don't respect that line? Uh, it's just funny how rappers like the flex that girls being bisexual. 
Like I said, Future said, Rainbow colored all them off because my bitch bisexual. Why Kanye do they said, like doing it? Kanye said we need to take the rainbow back from the gay community. Well, that guy's been on a sick rant. I haven't been really paying attention to him. <laughs> I saw he's still mad at Kid Cudi. He's mad at Gap. He said they're stealing Balenciaga designs. <laughs> Why does he get mad at the people for stealing the stuff that he was taking too long to drop? ASAP, uh, Bari said he needs to free, that they need to free Young Thug, and he said he's going to call Kim Kardashian and ask for help. That nigga's mixed, so... God bless you. Does Kanye not want to drop this stuff? And they're like, look, Kanye, man, like this shit's doing numbers. Like, can we drop it? Fine. If you don't drop it, we're going to drop it. I don't know his current policy because he's mad at Adidas and Gap. Yeah, yeah, he's mad at Adidas for stealing his designs, but that nigga be dropping. I think they're mad because it's almost time to renegotiate. And, you know, they're trying to take away his power by jacking his stuff. So, but with Gap, he wants to present his clothing a certain way, and they weren't feeling it. There's this fashion blogger that I got hip to because of a mutual friend. Shout out Tariq. He put out a video that he's dissing Kanye and said Kanye's not a fashion designer. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. But yeah, Kanye's in a weird place. I hope he figures it out. I don't understand how you would link with Kanye on some fashion shit. And then beef with him. I will let him do whatever the fuck he wants. You want to put this shit in trash bags? Go ahead. And they're going to buy it anyways. Hey, man. Retail, they got their own practices. It's not logical for them. You've worked at a department store before. You know how hard it is to just go through trash bags and stuff, hoping to find a size that fits? Somebody's going to buy a size that don't fit just because it's made by them. Nasty moves. Okay. Have some respect for yourself. Oh, that, Lord. that is having respect for myself total confidence that we're gonna get it done yeah man having ultimate confidence in yourself is having respect for yourself who cares if you put this shit in trash bags nobody comes in your punk ass store anyways gap you know what i'm saying except for kids when they need some shit for back to school i actually might go to gap to get some white t-shirts i haven't had a white t-shirt from gap in a long time i'd be going to target and shit but I might actually get one from Gap. Who knows? But why would you partner with Kanye and then bother him? Just let him do what he wants. It's not going to hurt you. I don't get it. Hey, man, in the commerce world, you can't just do whatever you want. You got to follow the protocol. And they have a way of doing things. You can't just do whatever you want because you're famous. So That's what it's about. It's just about egos and weird <laughs> shit. It's not about yeah. success. Nah. Hey, he's going to tell you his side of the story. The machine is going to tell you their side of the story. And it always goes back to Kanye being weird. I don't know why. I'm not paying attention as much to what he's going through because I'm not a fashion guy. I'm a music fan. So, and if he puts out music, and I did like Donda too, though. I wish he finished it. That came out? Yep. I got it. Uh, let me see. Is that the one that had the Donda, Donda, Donda? No, that's the first one. Oh. That's the one that came out for mass consumption. Donda 2 was underground. Uh, this is what he said recently. Oh, he just posted this. This is fresh off the press. 40 seconds ago, the caption is, y'all not 
finna keep discriminating on me while the organizations use me and use us all. And then in the note, it says, anybody that says I'm spiraling when I express the undeniable truths is a sheep. Shut the fuck up and worry about your own kids. <laughs> I am, I obviously am dealing with wars at the highest levels of control and discrimination based on the level I'm operating at. I'm, oh, sorry, a conductor got to turn they back to the audience and direct the orchestra. Oh, yay crazy. It's basic as fuck at this point. I'm simply right. I know girls who sell pussy that don't agree with how my daughters are displayed. What? What is that? <laughs> Hold on. So he's a billionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. When is he going to like stop partnering with people? You think he just, that's me. Think maybe that's why he's a billionaire because he yes. in their money. That's what billionaires do. Jay-Z just sold title to Jack Dorsey. You know, he works for the for the NFL. Everybody's got a job. He has an agency. I'm just saying, like, why don't he just do his own shit like Sway said? Hey, he doesn't want to. And so he'll stop having to tell us weird shit like that. Like, girls who sell pussy who disagree with, like, how his daughters are being presented. Whoa, some girl named Monica said thank you to him. And she said, I want to stop OnlyFans and do fashion consulting full times. That's okay. good. I guess. That's nice. Because <laughs> I don't want to hate, you know, sometimes they get mad if you think sex work is bad too. Yeah. Well, this is another thing that Kanye said an hour ago. He said, don't let Chris make you do Playboy like she made. Oh, Who's shit. Like she made Kyle. I don't know who that is. And Kim. Kylie. Kylie. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Kylie and Kim do. Hollywood is a giant brothel. Pornography destroyed by family. I deal with the addiction. Kim did Playboy? Yeah, back in the day. Instagram promotes it. <laughs> Not going to let this happen in Northie and Chicago. Yeah, Kanye has talked about his porn addiction he's had for a long time. If you listen to his mixtape, uh, Can't Tell Me Nothing from 2007, he has a skit where he talks about his porn addiction and he talks about how DJ Premier has a bigger porn collection than him. So uh, yeah, he's been dealing with uh, porn addiction for a long DJ time. DJ Premier has a bigger porn collection? Yeah, he's old school, you know that. Why do you have to throw him, put his business out there? Because <laughs> DJ Premier will tell you himself, yeah, I got some, I, you wanna see some old school? <laughs> his voice <laughs> DJ Premier voice yeah. I'm looking at Kim's Playboy and like it's like it was, very, yeah it was tame yeah oh, it's like very um Cinemax Playboy. yeah hey, even if it's G porn it's still porn you know how it is like the saying goes porn isn't just the most visceral the visceral things anything could be considered porn yeah I so. thought I was going to get some better stuff than this you thought she was going to drop the ego on you? Yeah. <laughs> she didn't like even she didn't even drop the ego on the Ray J tape, allegedly. I never saw it. Like how she did on the um the joint where she had, like, the full frontal joint. Oh, true. Allegedly. Yeah, but whatever. I'm not going to divulge into this. <laughs> and that's crazy. This nigga threw DJ Premier, like, business out there. What? You make it seem like they don't talk about that. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know DJ Premier. I mean, I didn't know that. I feel like I didn't need to know that. <laughs> hey, man. I just... 
<laughs> I just typed in DJ Premier Porn on Google just to see what pop up. Oh, <laughs> and in two and in 2013, a headline on Complex says DJ Premier discusses adult film collections and defends Mr. C's name. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. C. All righty then. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, dang, they said he gave a, a beat to a, he gave a porn star a beat before DJ Premier is sick. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> Who did he give a beat to? Heather Hunter got a beat from him back in the days? Damn. Uh, wasn't she in a pop music video, too? Yeah, how do you want it? Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> I, I know, I'm sure she, she didn't have to pay in dollars, so I can't. Nah, yeah, he didn't, he didn't charge her for that one. Not not in uh, dollars he didn't charge her. I don't think so. He might have just got some autographs. You know, he's a fan, so. Alrighty uh, then. <laughs> so, are you respecting Kanye on his... Oh, hold on. Oh, wow. Now he's bothering Tristan Thompson and Travis. You need and... to stop cheating. Y'all need to get y'all women in check. No, he's and Scott Disick, he said Calling my fellow cum donors. We live in this together. Cum donors. Yeah, because that's what they did. They gave their come <laughs> to the they gave their come to the Kardashian family, and now the Kardashians control their DNA and their bloodline. Once again, he's throwing other it. niggas into it. Why is he yeah. trying to get everybody else? Because I'm not thing? the only because he's saying all of us got to stand up for our children before they become before they get caught up by their grandma. We over here just living good. Leave us alone. (laughs) Yeah, Trisha Thompson don't care about that family. And Travis is riding private jets. Kylie's just yeah, yeah. He just got her pregnant again. He's locked up. So yeah, he's he's not tripping. Scott Disick, Scott Disick, he's been giving up. She he's looking straight. Kanye got the worst one. He got the one with the most power. All the other ones be chilling. Yeah, he got the one he was supposed to marry and stay with. (laughs) The other ones. I don't know, Kylie. No, I think Kylie. Man. I think Kylie's the best to be with. Eh, she, I seems, don't know. she seems the least problematic and and actually very successful and just you know. Kim but aren't they all like, successful? But Kylie's probably the most successful. She got to reap all the benefits. And yeah, because most. she's the youngest. You know exactly. So she's, she's the, youngest. the youngest and the one that designed herself for this social media, like. She was getting allegedly plastic surgery and all that as a teenager, still underage. So she was making herself ready for this BBL fake human being era that we live in now. Tiger almost had it too. He was right there. <laughs> yeah, was sorry, right there. Sorry, sorry, His music Tiger. just wasn't cool enough. And then Travis came. Straight up. <laughs> yeah. And he Man. stole that from Future. Shout out. But Speaking of Travis, are you looking forward to this Euphoria album? Did you like his song on the Khaled album? No, but I am looking forward to his album, of course. His last album was a masterpiece. Was a what? Masterpiece. Oh, yeah, you you were breaking up when you said it. I think that God was trying to tell you to slow down. It was definitely a masterpiece. Astroworld's a classic. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I love that album. Yeah, I'm, I look at it like a classic, like how Carter Three is a classic. It nah, was very it's popular. It's better than Carter Three. I don't know about that. I think so. It's better. It's like some. It's like I don't just listen to it. It's almost like I can see it. It's like a. It's like watching a movie. 
Yeah, great production. Yeah, great production. Yeah. Great, great production. I know you like to hate on Travis a lot, but that I don't. That That's a, it's a good album. Very good production. I want Don Tolliver to put I don't out know some what more he music said. again. I want Don Tolliver to put out more music again. For me, a classic album has to be about the beats and the lyrics and other stuff. And Travis never, you know, has the lyrics to make me care about a song enough. But the production is amazing. His I'll flow is, to me, his lyrics and his flow is a part of the production. Does he uh, have? Does... Sure. No, I mean, Travis, he's an auto-tune master. He uses it well, but I don't know. It's just the Travis Scott vibe, because I like Rodeo. I like Birds and the Trap Sing McKnight. I like his first two albums, but I feel like I like those albums more because it was more of him. This one, he's always had a lot of features, but on World, it seems like the features and the beats overpowers him. It's kind of like how Little Yachty, Michigan Boat Boy, like the features whoop his ass. I don't remember what Little Yachty said on that album. That's how I kind of feel about Astroworld. The beats are so good. The melodies are so dope. I don't remember it. Like the most memorable thing, I most memorable lyrics probably is like, the outro coffee bean because that's when he actually tries to rap but i never listened to that song exactly see because that's when he's trying to rap because you don't listen to travis scott for lyrics most people don't it's more about, about the vibe and the production and the overall experience like you mentioned you see the visuals and the and the music is so cinematic that you feel it it's not mm -hmm. about his wordplay or his lyrics or any of that so that's why i can't call it a classic because he doesn't say anything memorable. He says, stop trying to be God almighty. That's nice. But I mean, I, I knew that already. I didn't need Travis Scott to tell me that. So I like that song. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is that Cuddy's on the hum? Is that Cuddy humming? Nah, I think it's Travis trying to be Cuddy. Oh, true. He did a good job on that. Yeah, you know. You know what but this is about. And then the God in the video I had like- Oh, never mind. Yeah, Cuddy is there. It said additional vocals by Philip Bailey of Earth, Wind and Fire, James Blake, Kid Cuddy, and BJ the Chicago Kid. And I think uh, Stevie's on the harmonica. Yeah. See, that's the thing. The features are what overpowered. I don't know what that nigga said. Is the features. Sicko modes because of the beat switches and Drake going crazy. Like, he does his thing, but it's, yeah. Like, Yosemite, that's- uh, gonna song that he asked for can i have it <laughs> can you give me sold out dates again i didn't need him on that that's what i feel about when i hear that album but salute to it i like when she said she wants ocean prime but he wanted to get her like burgers and so burgers and fries oh that's nice i've heard a rapper say it better before i didn't say how he said it but it was cool true well, hey, that sounds, shout out to that masterpiece. Are you excited now, that the Nike's trying to drop foam posits again? Nah, I don't care. Uh, is the shoe world dead forever? I'm not a sneakerhead, so I don't know. But yeah, I don't care, really. Do you think the youth will ever care about shoes because like basketball players aren't like Michael Jordan and Penny anymore and like LeBron's shoes aren't as cool as theirs? And probably nobody after LeBron will have cool shoes that you can actually wear? I don't even think it's about the cool shoes. I just think that as a society, everybody's more into high fashion than regular sneakers. 
even and though this, New Balance this, has become the biggest one in the last year and they're not. Yeah, really. they have, but it's more so because of their collaborations from what I've been told, more so than the actual New Balance itself. I what heard about the it 550s. I don't know. I, like I said, I'm not a sneakerhead. I don't know. The 550 but, is like the new Stan Smith. Yeah, I'm not, I didn't know that. Shout yeah. out to them. Let me look at New Balance 550. Yeah. Especially the green ones. That's like the new like minimal minimalist adult shoe. Yeah, I don't like this. But uh yeah, um yeah, shout out to all the sneakerheads out there, the fashion niggas. I am not one. I like what I like, but yeah, I don't really pay attention to the trends anymore. I'm at that age where I just dress how I want to dress. Leggings, right? Nah, you know I'm a fat boy. I can't do those. Saucy Santana wears leggings. Well, he I think he addresses himself as a sister, so I think you got to be respectful. Oh, true. <laughs> I don't know what he identifies as. I'm kidding. But God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so is there any other music that you're looking forward to? We entering the fourth quarter, you know. It's September now. Hmm. The fourth quarter is around the corner. That Snoop, used to be the time for the huh? Is what? Snoop Dogg dropping any new music? I don't know, man. <laughs> any new music that I'm looking forward to. I think uh I think the boy is coming back out again. Oh yeah? Drizzy Drake. Oh, I thought you was talking about the boy from Vallejo. Oh no, you didn't even listen to his last project. Yeah, I did. Did you like it? Yeah, it shit goes. I've been getting better. I've been bumping Ralphie a little bit again lately. Yeah, the boy goes. I was reading the interview he did a couple days ago with uh, passionwhites.com. Shout out to them. Shout out to Jeff. Yeah, I fuck with the boy. His album was good. Of course, he had Drake on it. He had Ralphie. He had the gang on it. Check it out. It's called Can't Tame Us out there. 11 tracks, 29 minutes. It's a uh nah not this time around hmm. g perico's on a song no you're not that joint goes uh what else did i like michael myers with lil bean and zay bang shout out to san francisco lil b uh, no little bean was OGZ uh, on it nah hmm. uh kick dough goes and yeah head honcho goes yeah Heater close, you know you got to keep the strap to you. Did Pilo do any of the beats? Uh, no, not to my knowledge. What about um Fresh Kid, Fresh Kid? Nope. DJ Fresh, DJ Fresh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. He didn't do none of them? Nope. Oh, true. But yeah, I, for me, yeah, you said the boy. I don't think Drake is coming out. I don't know, maybe. I think I that's why he's been rocking that Barry White hair. I think he's been rocking different types of hair because he wants to have fun with his hair before it goes away. He's entering his mid-30s. You got to have fun before it disappears. That's what you really think? Why do you always think like that? Because I saw Jerry Rice get dreads and cornrows and do a lot of stuff when it was going away. I've seen <laughs> a lot of Nick. I've seen Bamani Jones be bald for a decade and then grow hair in the pandemic and he hasn't cut it yet. <laughs> yeah i've seen a lot I've, i know what I'm, I'm bald i was bald before i was 30 i know what niggas go through when they lose their hair they want it back 
and they're willing to do whatever it takes. You want yours back? Nah, me, I'm low maintenance. So I like shaving my head and, you know, relaxing. You went like... ball before you really had to go ball. Hey, shout out to Ray Allen. He showed me how to do it. He said, as soon as you see that joint fading away, let it go. And That's I awesome. like it. I mean, I'm dreaded up again, so. You know. Yeah, see, you needed it because you knew, oh, before I lose it, I need to get it back. That's the <laughs> lifestyle. That's what happens when niggas hit their 30s. Look at Jay-Z. He has dreads now. Even Jada Kiss got hair. He was bald for 20 years and got hair. Nas has like dreads or something right now. Yeah, he got his little baby dreads again. Rick Ross, he was bald for 15 years and got hair. So that's the lifestyle, bro. Look at Dion. Dion said, these women go and get butts. I bought me some hair. <laughs> Wayne is doing the opposite. Well, hey, God bless him. I hope he finds Christ and finds help in his life because his hair is going away. <laughs> losing hair is that deep damn yeah because yeah. his hair is going away hey ask samson didn't they say the powers in our hair so hey i don't know damn drake is trying to have fun with his hair before it goes away i think so i think he's enjoying himself and i do like that very white hairstyle that joint is smooth yeah it is pretty tight i fuck with it shout out to trap boy freddie Oh, because he has a smooth... That shag reminded me of it, too. You know, his shag is cool. Yeah. Isn't he from Arkansas? Bankroll right? Freddy's from Arkansas. Uh, Trap, Boy, Trap Boy Freddy's from Dallas. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, that's a Texas thing I was about to say. Okay. Yeah, Trap Boy Freddy, that was the one that allegedly had beef with Mo3. Yeah, R.I.P. Um, before we go, Little Baby has a song coming out tonight called detox are you excited no <laughs> all right i didn't got reached out <laughs> <laughs> i think it's are seven now are you gonna listen to or sorry watch his documentary on amazon i saw him as a little kid said he had a good merry christmas i kind of want to watch it supposedly the documentary makes people want to get money and like get part-time jobs and shit and work extra shifts <laughs> but that kind of made me get excited. Well, yeah, that's what commands, I heard. It commands you to make money like Young Jeezy. Yeah, and I haven't seen like a. It reminds me of like when I was a kid when I used to watch like the Get Rich or Die Trying little doc that came out with the album and when the rappers had like cool shit like that. So it kind of make I'm kind I'm kind of looking forward to it because a rapper hasn't done nothing like that in a long time. What do you mean? What make a documentary? Yeah, or have like visuals and shit. Like, remember that was a normal thing when we were young. Like, they will always have some type of visual backstage, growing up type shit of them on a. Yeah, block. that was the DVD era. That's yeah. the DVD era. Yeah. So I haven't seen that, and then when I saw a clip of him as a kid. So you're telling me you haven't seen that since the 2000s? You think? Yeah, or maybe you just Travis Scott had a documentary a couple years ago, and Future had it. And Future had a documentary a couple years ago. and uh, Future did. Yeah, and Travis did. Travis has joint was on Netflix. His is called Mom, I Can Fly, right? Yeah. I don't remember and Future having one. Future's, yeah, Future did one for The Wizard. It was through Apple. And on YouTube, he did one for shorter documentaries. He had one for DS2. And he had one for Honest. And I think he did one for Pluto, too. So... 
you know, Future is old school, so he likes to do those things. But out of the younger artists, then yeah, it's just little baby Travis. You know, normally because of YouTube, that's where the documentaries go. Like I've seen a little baby documentary a couple years ago on YouTube. Uh, I think it was World Star when they were still doing documentaries. I don't know if you remember World Star documentaries, but they did one, I think, with Little Baby. So I've seen a Little Baby documentary before, but, you know, this one is a new one for a larger audience. So that's why I don't think I'm as, as interested to look at it, but maybe I will if his album comes out and it's good. So it seems like you've been watching a few of the NFL Top 100s. Any notice noticeables? Uh, I only noticed they put Tom Brady at number one because he's the oldest nigga still balling. And then I saw a lot of people saying that that's why they don't care about (laughs) players making their own list because they're too biased and they make silly decisions. Well, they really had a lot of them really say Aaron Donald was number one, like I've been saying for like the last. Yeah, you can edit a film, whatever you want, but the vote said Tom Brady was number one, so. And then the last time they said, at number nine. Yeah, the last time they said Aaron Donald was number one, I think was like 2018, 19. So I think he's always been number two or number three in the last couple of years. So, but yeah, that's cool. I don't really care about the rest of the list because, you know, that shit was I, don't, I don't care about football lists that way because it's too random to say who's the best because there's too many positions. It's dope. And I've been noticing. But shout out Tom Brady. From all the wide receivers that I watch, I noticed that they keep saying all these new wide receivers, oh, he, he must have played basketball, or I could tell he played basketball. I'm starting to notice that a lot of the good wide receivers these days are people feel like they incorporate basketball technique to get their separation and shit. So that's kind of tight that, like, the most diva position kind of fits with like swaggy basketball play yeah but it seems now that a lot of these athletes are specializing they don't play multiple sports like they used to well Devonte adams played basketball um who was the other receiver oh yeah i think they said keenan allen um who else did i watch i watched a few people justin yeah, those jefferson. Guys, justin jefferson played basketball in high school I think I remember them saying something about basketball in his Because I looked, I looked up his Wikipedia to see if he they said he played basketball in high school, and it just said he went to high school at Destrand, Louisiana, and he committed to LSU. And that's another thing too. A lot of these nice receivers got some like a lot of them come from Louisiana, like Devontae Smith. Even Ceedee Lamb's originally from Louisiana, but Hurricane Katrina made him go to Texas. It's just weird how Louisiana has been pumping out a lot of the best receivers. Yeah, Jamar Chase on his Wikipedia just says he's from, he went to a high school in suburban New Orleans and he went to LSU. Yeah, him and Justin Jefferson are New Orleans boys. Yeah, I don't, well, according to this, cause you know, back in the day, if I go to like someone like, uh, for example, Terrell Owens, if you look at his early years, they'll say, oh yeah, he played basketball. Yeah, like here, yeah, for example, Terrell Owens, they say he attended Benjamin Russell High School, where he participated in football, baseball, track, and basketball. I, that's what I've noticed that uh, some people in media say that, uh, and former athletes, they say that because these athletes are in specialized sports earlier, that their body doesn't fully 
get to grasp the full capabilities of their, you know, physique, because you're only playing one sport. So you're only training your body one way. Unlike someone like LeBron, where he grew up playing football and basketball. So he could take some of that stuff into basketball and vice versa, or Tony Gonzalez and Antonio Gates. They used to play basketball, you know, Dion running track, playing basketball, baseball. baseball. Yeah. Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan, football, basketball, baseball. That's what made them special. Even back in the days, that's why Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain were freaks because they were running track and playing basketball. Jordan played football too. Yeah. He played football as a younger homie, but in high school, he focused on basketball and baseball. Hmm. Yeah. So I think that's what we noticed. Like a lot of these guys, they're more specialized. Some of them still play other sports. Like I think Josh Allen, he played like basketball in high school also in another sport maybe. So it's not like everybody is specialized, but I feel like it seems like most of these guys, they focus on one sport, especially with seven on seven blowing up. If you're a skill position player, like a wide receiver in Louisiana, you can play football all year round. You don't have to play another sport. And my last question for you is, are you ready for some football? Oh, yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward. To, isn't it today's a hot rivalry game? Pittsburgh, West Virginia, I think. Yeah, oh, I like college football, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, they're playing right now. It's on ESPN, the third quarter. West Virginia's up 17-10. That's a classic rivalry, so. Damn, Dan is back in football. I'm looking forward for that. That's crazy. Hey, guys, you got to understand, this man left football for like a decade. He swore he was never coming back. I knew he was coming back, and it's just beautiful to see. Yeah, shout out to living in a place with 2% Black people. I had to get a new hobby. Then you're really back in football, and you like it again. Yeah, it would never be the same. Like I said, like uh, football is like the sport I watch just for fun. I don't have to think about it critically or seriously like I do basketball and soccer. I just get to watch people get hit up and get beat up. So that's fun for me. Yeah. Eh, yeah, that's cool. But, you know, I, I could get better jukes in basketball. And are you soccer. happy with your fantasy but, team? Nah, not really. But it's a 12-team league, so it is what it is. But, yeah, like I said, football is a good sport to get to see people get hit up. I like concussions. Psych, just <laughs> kidding. Uh, but, yeah, like football, like I was saying, basketball, soccer, I think too deeply about it. I got to think about the spacing, or I got to think, oh, what formation are they playing? Or, hey, how are they using this power forward? How come they're not letting him play on the wing more? I don't got to think about that with football. I just follow the ball. So that's why it's fun. Yeah, man. But, hey, are you excited for the NFL season, for football to be back? Hell, yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait to get these bets up. Can't wait to win all three of my leagues. Nice. I'm really excited. Before we go, I got to tell you this. Your big homie, Brett Favre, he's getting Brett. caught up. Racist. $70 million Mississippi welfare scandal. They saying he's connected. <laughs> the nation's poorest state. He used welfare money to Brett. pay the quarterback for speeches he never made. Oh, shit. All he had to do was do the speeches and he would have been good. <laughs> Uh, kind of, but I don't think that works. Why is the state using 
government money to pay Brett Favre for speeches. Because they don't even have if water. He, yeah, but even if he did do it, does Brett Favre generate that much revenue? I don't in, know. In Mississippi, he does. They don't have water in Jackson. Yeah, shut up. I thought Deion Sanders brought it to them. And the game from Mississippi. He just yeah, did. but he coaches at Jackson State. I thought they made so much money for the city. They they said he brought so much money to Jackson. I thought they would have that. They have new facilities on the campus. You know the whites down there don't care about nothing but their plantation houses. Yeah, but their plantation houses aren't good football programs either. Mississippi State and, and Ole Miss are low. Jackson State's the hottest college football program in Mississippi. I mean, just in general, like they be having them big ass houses with the willow trees and shit with a lot of land around it. That's all they care about. Because if they cared about more, Biloxi would be a popping beach to go to. Um, whatchamacallit, Pensacola's beaches would be more popping to go to. And Alabama's beaches would be more popping to go to. But they don't capitalize on their beaches like we do with Myrtle, Outer Banks, Virginia Beach. Even Ocean City's pop more popping than Biloxi and Mississippi. And Well, that's hey. I think, I don't know. Well, some people don't want to rely on tourism for their revenue, but who That's knows? That's just the bottom of the states, though. Them oh, whoa. Big as shit. Like yeah. Mississippi and Alabama are big-ass states. The beach is at the very bottom. It's not even nowhere near Jackson or Birmingham. So that's their bad. They're stupid. Shout out to tourism. Because tourism is cool, but... Shout out to you, Tony. and all that... Shout out to you, Torrent, and Tory Lanes, and Tor Browser. And shout out to Meg The Stallion twerking with She-Hulk. That was crazy. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, look, look what's going on with America. I can't, I just can't believe they made She-Hulk twerk. Yeah, they had to. What else was Meg The Stallion going to do with her? I thought they were going to let her be a real actor. That sucks that Meg has to twerk everywhere she goes. <laughs> Maybe she's yeah. happy about it, though. Yeah, shout out to sex rap, shout out to porno rap, shout out to you Kanye. Hit, would you hit She-Hulk? Would you hit She-Hulk? Shout out to DJ Premier. Nah, I don't like white women, If even if they green. Not like that. No thanks. That's uh, not what Instagram says. What, my algorithm? Yeah, we seen your likes on certain white women's pictures when it pops yeah, up. Yeah, certain, certain. They got to look a certain way. I don't like uh, She-Hulks. I don't want swole sisters. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, champagne, soccer, chopper soup, convo, the last Dan. I don't even know where I'm at. Ring culture. I got too many podcasts. What you getting into this weekend, Jamal? I'm DJing a party on Saturday, a pool party. So it's about to get freak nasty. um, (laughs) Nigga, don't sound like you going to be there. It sound like you going to be at the doctor's office, boy. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. I feel better than I did two days ago. And I'm. Whoa, hold on. What? I tested negative for COVID. That doesn't add up, but I'm going to let it pass. Go ahead. I feel better than I did two days ago. Well, he tried, to, he tried to speak it, but his voice is still... <laughs> and I tested negative for COVID. So as long as I'm negative for COVID, the alcohol will take it away. I know how I got sick, too. Yeah, that nigga got monkey pox, y'all. I know how I got sick. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I ain't going to divulge into that, but... Yeah, I know. I have an idea. <laughs> eat it, eat it, nasty box, right? Eat a new box. Nah, nah, not eating box, but you know, just no. <laughs> not that though. A little, uh, less than, a little less than that. Shout out to uh, Georgetown University. Yeah, shout out to the Hoyas. 
Shout out to shout private out to, schools. Shout out to Cameroon. Shout I'm out to Zimbabwe. I'm making my way on the west side, baby. Oh, that's good for you, man. That's lovely. Yeah, man. I, I, I never really indulge in the west side. I've always been on the east. But you know, sometimes you got to head west to see what, what it do. For sure. And you can catch me at your local library and cookout. This is Chopper Soup Convos. We out. Stay blessed.